Don't touch my jewels. Don't touch my jewels. I said, don't touch my jewels. Hello. I am Juliet, your invigorating host of Don't Touch My Jewels. You Irie? I am. Welcome back. Last weekend, my daughter reminded me that it was carnival time in London. Carnival time in London is the last three days in August leading up to Summer Bank holiday on August 31st. The event is called Notting Hill Carnival. We live there, so um, we kind of um, miss it. It's a three-day carnival festival celebration in London. Regardless of your skin color or ethnic background, everyone converges in West London, Notting Hill. The streets are packed with revelers dancing to Caribbean calypso and soca music. All types of Caribbean food, cooking outdoors. The aroma there is unbelievable. You can just imagine. Jerk chicken on the drum pan, cooking, roti, curry goat, curry chicken, and you're washing it down with some rum punch or red striped beer and Guinness. People dancing in the streets in their colorful costumes, winding up their bodies. If you think Mardi Gras is exciting, Notting Hill Carnival is off the wall. It is off the radar. If I find my old pictures, (laughs) I would post it on Instagram. Oh, I'm being so nostalgic. Ah, fond memories. So, of course, with that in mind, I am dancing to some Calypso music. Now, bear in mind, the words of some Calypso and Soca music is pretty salacious or, you know, alluring and seductive. The words are used and twisted in, and, and you have to read in between the lines where you'll find a provocative tone. Last episode... I filled you in on the song Dalla Wine. I hope you did listen to it on YouTube. This time, I'm listening to the renowned Jamaican band called Byron Lee and the Dragonairs. The, type, type, the title of the song that I'm listening to right now, it's called Good Buddy. Now, stick with me here, all right? Think of the Calypso rhythm in your mind while I repeat the one of the verses, okay? I'm just going to spew off a few words from one of the verse of the song. And it goes, woman, ah, sir. Every woman deserves a good buddy. Every woman should have a good buddy. And it says, I know some very lonely women out there who got some good jobs and lots of money to spend. Some of them don't even have no children. Worst of all, them said them tired of men. So me ask them, what men do you? They get uptight and every little thing, them fuss and fight. Do you need a husband? No, not at all. You need a sugar daddy? No, in pocket full of money, but him can't. Mm. So what you want? I want a good friend. What you want? A real good friend. What you want? A real good man friend. Oh, you need a buddy. That's right. Well, I totally agree with you. Every woman should deserve a good buddy. Every woman should have a good buddy. Oh my God. You just have to listen to the song on YouTube and you will get it. The Calypso vibe will get you on your feet. You see, in Jamaica, buddy does not only means a good friend. It is also used to describe the male genitalia. Okay, listen to it, and I hope you will enjoy it. Byron Lee and the Dragonairs have another song called Tiny Whiny. 
Oh my God, you will be dancing and gyrating those hips of yours for the whole day. Listening to music and dancing kind of lightens the mood. It gets the blood pumping and it pulls you out of that downward spiral or any worries you may have at the moment. I always talk about music now because it is what's helping me to uplift me and get through what's going on around town. Now, we have to really settle down now and let's talk about some serious things. Okay, last episode... We diverted with business as usual due to the news of the passing of Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther. I am still profoundly saddened by all that and and whatever else is going on in this year. 2020 is testing the hell out of us, isn't it? However, hang in there and you stay safe. In previous episodes, I've been detailing the 11 symptoms that I'm fighting with. I am very aware that there are other relatively common symptoms among the 34 listed that we talked about, which is also equally challenging and causes frustrating effects to some of us. And then others, it's extreme and problematic, not only for us, but also for our loved ones. Spending time talking about the symptoms is really extremely important and it is necessary. You see, if we are not privy to the symptoms and understand what they are and how they may affect our bodies and our lives, how else can we educate ourselves and prepare ourselves for the inevitable? We have to learn about the symptoms. So I know we've been on it for some time, but it's worth it. I hope you're learning something because I did. It was eye-opening to me. Okay, here goes. Some have spoken about irregular periods. Did you know that up to 90% of women will experience periods that are short or infrequent during their menopausal transition? The symptom is in fact one of the first indicators that a woman has entered perimenopause and signaling that the end of a woman's fertility is drawing close. While irregular periods are common side effects of perimenopause, they can also be confusing and stressful experiences. I, I hated my periods for many reasons, one of which I'm going to tell you now, probably you'll laugh and probably not. At that time, I wasn't laughing, but now I think I can probably chuckle about it. Back then, um, the very first time I saw my period or when my period came, <laughs> I thought I was dying. You see, I was not as, as, as fortunate as that kid who had a mom to sit them down and talk about menstruation, boys, birth control, and so on. I did have a stepmother and she was Chinese. Yeah, yeah. In Jamaica, it's a melting pot. Anyway, scared out of my mind and nervous, I went to her and I faintly whispered that the back of my clothes is soiled with blood and I have a belly ache. Mind you, I was this little 11 plus year old girl. I am trembling with shame, not knowing what the heck is happening to me. She looked at me from head to toe and bust out laughing, which sounded like a she-devil laugh, just freaking evil, followed by, go wash yourself up. It is just menstruation. There is some pads in the medicine cabinet. Yeah, an event in my life I don't think I will ever get over, but that's 
the experience of my first period. Perhaps because of her insensitivity, just kidding, I had awful PMS. This is the point I'm getting to. I really had awful PMS growing up. When our periods came, we would say our auntie is visiting or our auntie is in town. The second day of my auntie visiting, my period of course, was always an absent from school. Every month I would be absent one day at least. It was painful. This continued into adulthood for me, leading to my diagnosis of huge fibroid tumors the size of oranges my doctor relayed. I was living in Philadelphia at the time. The tumors were so noticeable that one day at work, a friend of mine congratulated me on my pregnancy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The decision to have a hysterectomy was easy, but not without concerns and worry about my womanhood. I heard the good, bad, and ugly of the lasting post-effects. I was fortunate, however, to have my two children, so I didn't have to worry about not having children or any question there. I was married as well, so I I wasn't really. However, I was still unsure if I would be the same, capable of satisfying my husband. That's another story to tell, but I'll tell that in a future episode. At the time in Philly, I had a caring and patient OBGYN who gave me the answers I needed or pointed me in the direction to ease my fretting. My tumors were situated in an area of my womb that allowed a partial hysterectomy. Because at that time, as I said in previous episode, I was about 30-31. The doctor's action preserved helping to toward off osteoporosis, but warned that I would have early onset on menopause. Well, for me, again, as I said before, that went over my head. The fact that there would be no more painful periods was enough for me. Everything else was, I think I can deal with it. Look out for those um, fluctuating periods as you transition into menopause. Let's roll right into vaginal dryness. Though vaginal dryness can occur at any point in a woman's life, this irritating condition is more likely to happen during menopause due to the decrease in levels of estrogen in the body. Hormonal changes characteristic of menopause can change the moisture level in the vaginal area. A decrease in estrogen can also lead to vaginal dryness and tightness which can cause pain during sex. Lower levels of estrogen lead to a drop in blood supply in the vagina, which can then negatively affect vaginal lubrication. It can also lead to thinning of the vaginal wall, known as vaginal atrophy. Vaginal dryness and atrophy often lead to discomfort during sex. Vaginal dryness is common, Studies report that 40 to 60% of women develop these symptoms at some point during the menopause transition. Symptoms of vaginal dryness can range in severity from mild and slightly annoying to significantly disruptive. Many women find that the symptoms of vaginal dryness can affect the way they feel about themselves, sex, and life in general. Sexual issues stemming from vaginal dryness can strain relationships. 
and affect a woman's self-esteem and feelings of femininity. There is a wide range of signs of this condition, though the following are the most common symptoms of vaginal dryness. They are pain during intercourse, soreness, itching, burning, painful urination, bleeding. While these symptoms are common, certain factors can aggravate or worsen vaginal dryness in menopause. For example, women who are taking medications to prevent breast cancer may find that their symptoms of vaginal dryness are more severe. Stress and smoking are also other major triggers of vaginal dryness. Other factors can also cause or contribute to vaginal dryness. A tendency towards anxiety or the use of certain medications can also play a role in vaginal dryness, especially the use of birth control pills or other medications that alter hormone levels. Women looking to treat vaginal dryness have three levels of approach at their disposal per medical research. One, lifestyle changes. Two, alternative medicine. And three, medications. Because the first two constitute more natural methods, women are generally encouraged to begin with them and only move to the third tier when necessary. <laughs> Fortunately for me, due to my partial hysterectomy, my hormone levels have not dipped to the level that has resulted in vaginal dryness. <laughs> Pity my sometime man has not been fortunate to enjoy that. He does not know what he's missing. <laughs> Let's talk about another symptom that is troublesome. Decreased libido. Going through menopause, you may notice that your libido or sex drive is changing. Though it is quite common, some of us may experience an increase in libido or a decrease and others may not notice any change at all. As we said before, Menopause is not a one-glove-fits-all. Not all women go through the same symptom with the same degree of mild or severity. In most cases, menopause can negatively affect libido in several ways. Your testosterone and estrogen levels both decrease, which may make it more difficult for you to get aroused. Remember, in my previous episodes, I stated that these symptoms work in cahoots. Yeah, they work together. They are like a close-knit family. If you mess with one, they all come for you. That's menopause symptoms for you. It was reported, or is reported, that there are other menopausal symptoms that can also make you less interested in sex. These symptoms include depression, mood swings, weight gain, and hot flashes. I can definitely attest to that. During my bout of depression, weight gain, and hot flashes occurrences, sex was the last thing on my mind. When I am out and about and a man pays a compliment, ooh la la. You know that old saying, getting the shitty end of the stick? Well, that's what he gets. Or I'm always, always has a fiery, feisty comeback with any compliment. Or a quick, yeah, whatever, keep it moving. I, it's just like, I, I don't want none of that. Don't want to hear crap. Don't want to deal with crap. It's like, you know, I say, poor thing. That poor guy had nothing to do with my menopausal symptoms or the way I'm feeling, but he is getting the shitty end of the stick. 
I usually regret my stances and responses by the time I get to my vehicle, you know. It's like I hold my head in my hands and I say, what the heck is happening to me? What's wrong? You see, the insecurity and discomfort with my new body due to the Wayne Gate decreased my desire to even think about sex. Even if I were to consider intimacy, the hot flashes and night sweats Those leave me feeling so freaking tired. Who wants to have sex? Not me. The beast. You you, you know that's my name for menopause. It's like the beast has a backup plan, you know. It slap you with the mood swing, the irritability, the depression, the weight gain. You know, it just turns you off remotely from thinking about anything regarding being aroused, aroused or having sex. This beast hits you in so many different angles. It's like your mama whipping you for calling her fat. So, gentlemen, if you ever encounter a female who perhaps shun your compliment, don't despair. And don't hold it against her or label her the mad black woman or the mad crazy woman or miserable. She may be having one of those menopausal days. You just don't know how that feels. I would suggest, rather, you probably just say, you know, um, that she's... She's looking smoking hot. She has a smoking hot body. (laughs) If the gentleman or any gentleman who has ever said anything to me while I was out said something like that, I would surely stop for a moment and chuckle. All right, back to it. (laughs) If you're experiencing a loss of libido, you can try to increase your sex drive with lifestyle changes or sex aids such as lubricants. I'm not telling you now to go to the sex shop, you know, but uh, anything you need to do that can help you along the way you do it, okay? <laughs> if at-home remedies don't help, then you know what? It's time to have a conversation with your doctor about the right treatment that will help you. And talking about low libido, I have some updates for you on this subject. But we'll have to wait for future episodes. Let me talk about allergies. You know, there's just just only a couple more that we need to talk about, but I'm going to end this with allergies. There's I don't want to overwhelm you with so much information. But as I said, it is imperative that you know the symptoms. And when you do know about the symptoms, it equips you better to deal with them when they're coming slapping you in your face. Allergies. They say menopausal allergies are abnormal immunological reactions that newly appear or worsen as a woman transitions to no longer having a monthly period or her infertile years. These reactions can culminate on the skin, in the upper respiratory system, or in the digestive system. Menopausal women may be more susceptible to developing new allergies or experiencing more severe reactions from their current allergies due to the natural fluctuation of hormones during this time that may impact the immune system and cause or increase sensitivity to certain allergens. Also, since allergies can also develop with age, it is sometimes difficult to trace back to a cause as to why a person develops a certain allergy. For me, some 
since since I relocated to the South, I have developed over the years, I have developed allergies resulting in nasal and respiratory issues. But after being diagnosed, they identified the allergens and gave me prescription treatments to manage. I really haven't noticed any change more or less since I am experiencing menopause. But as they say, some of the symptoms will affect you, some won't. If you or experiencing new or any of the above normal allergies issues, it is recommended that you do see the doctor. Don't just take a medication. If you see an increase or something you never had and now you're having allergies, not everything is associated to menopause. But if you are in the menopause age range and these things start popping up, do not ignore them, okay? Speak with the doctor and the doctor or your OBGYN will help you with specific diagnosis. Okay, I know you got a lot of information today. I didn't want to be too funny because we've got to be serious with these symptoms. Now, information is the key. My suggestion to you is soak up as much information as you can. Learn about the effects of the symptoms and how your body reacts to them. Get help from your doctor, your primary doctor or your OBGYN specialist. Do not, do not, I repeat, triple repeat, do not procrastinate or think you are too young to be considered to have old people issues or menopause. Like I said, it's what you do now, not later, that will improve your golden age. As always. Many thanks for listening. I very much appreciate your kind comments. Please continue to rate and subscribe Subscribe to the show. Remember to encourage your friends and family to listen. This is important. It's coming from the horse's mouth, as we would say. I am going through menopause. I have been through the worst, which is reason I can talk about it now. And I've got lots of information because it's a journey for me. And as much as I'm, I'm, I'm giving you what I've learned, I'm still learning more. Encourage your family and friends to listen. Alrighty, I would love to hear from you. Remember, you can email me at jdob at Don't Touch My Jewels. You can also comment on our Instagram. Our handle is Don't Touch My Jewels. And as always, as we say in Jamaica, see you later. We talk soon. Take care. Cheers. Thank you.